Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for following us on the beats and make sure you do hit a subscribe um, and the notification button so you know when we're here. So as you know, on Not Meds, the naturally oriented therapist, medically enlightened doctors and specialists, your website resource for all things learning how your body really works. Uh, Not Meds Global is a passion that I have created through um, all my experience in this wonderful world of bioregulatory medicine and the capacity to meet the most incredible minds, healers, uh, scientists, doctors, therapists, practitioners that really, really understand the workings of the body, the regulatory capacities, and the fact that we are an organism on this planet. And how to achieve optimization of our health is really what Not Meds and the Beats is about and helping everybody empower them to learn how their body works. And this gentleman that we have the pleasure of listening to today, Fred D. Domenico, is a chiropractor by training, but has been training chiropractors for oh, two decades now. And I had the incredible pleasure of meeting him a couple months ago, and he has fastly become one of my dearest, closest friends and colleagues, along with Ions. And this podcast today, there's a lot in this. Um, one of the things I was thinking about after the podcast was I really want everybody to play this on like half speed because Dr. Dino Domenico, he's so unconsciously competent with this information that it flows out of him. Each sentence he says could in itself be a podcast almost, honest to goodness. And he really takes us into a deep dive into what it means to be heart-centered versus mind-centered, what it means to be an exceptional human being and how to actualize our potential. He's written many, he's read a couple books, one of which we're going to talk about greatly today. So you'll have that all in the show notes, but you are more powerful than you think. That's the title of his book. That's the premise really of the beats with Kelly Kennedy is that you are more powerful than you think. And so I, with great pleasure, introduce Dr. Fred Domenico today and know that you're going to really enjoy this podcast. And don't worry, it will not be the last time you hear from Dr. Domenico. but I enjoy being able to share him and his great wealth of wisdom with you all today. Enjoy this episode of the beats. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Beats with Kelly Kennedy. And today I have a very incredible friend, colleague, inspirational coach extraordinaire, Dr. Fred Domenico, who I have the best job in the world, and I get to travel around the world and meet all these incredible colleagues. And I met this gentleman not too many months ago, and we became fast friends, and I was so excited to introduce him to Ian, and we spent the weekend together last weekend, all three of us, and it was absolutely incredible, as I knew it would be. And today I'm hopeful to give you a little piece of being a fly on the wall of what it's like to talk to Dr. Fred Domenico, who teaches people that you are more powerful than you think you are, which is the name of his website, the name of his book, what he has on his t-shirt today. So thank you so much for taking this time with us, Fred. And those that know me well know that Mercury's really pushing my envelope today. We just recorded the most amazing 40 minute segment of which I never hit record. So take two is going to be amazing. It is amazing. And just, 
you know, just a quick synopsis that we gave on the last almost recorded podcast <laughs> was uh, we met at a seminar and, uh, you know, I'm usually sitting in the back. I really, I'm kind of introvert. I don't really talk too much. And that's where you're saying, well, I re and then we went out to dinner with this group of, you know, 10 or 15 people. I don't know. And you say, you know, I just couldn't get a read on you. I'm like, that's because I didn't say anything to you. But, you know, like, I don't know what read you're supposed to get, but it was an instant connection. It was an eight to an eight connection. You're like, you're going to love my husband, Ian. You know, he, he, you know, he doesn't really talk to very many people, but, you know, he connects with very few people. I'm like, oh, I'm going to love this guy, you know, but he's highly spiritual. And so, um, you know, I was telling people after I did spend the weekend, A, I used about all their technologies, came back. I'm like, wow, man, I felt like I just put my body through the car wash, you know, from the inside out car wash. I just kind of walked through there and got dried off. And I really felt great when I came home. But more importantly, the most important part of that was our connection, to be able to connect with you and I and to be able to be so spiritually resonating. You know, I felt like our vibration, the more time we spent together through the weekend, the higher our consciousness just evolved to until, hey, you know, uh, I just came up and gave me a hug out of the blue, you know, until we were hugging and like, hey, I've missed you guys already. <laughs> It's, and it's true. And like he, Fred just left on Saturday, I think it was today's yeah. we're recording this on Wednesday. And I was texting I because I'm now in South Carolina, I'm in Pennsylvania. And he was like, twice, he said to me, make sure you tell Fred I said hello. And I, I can't wait to connect with him in Atlanta. And, you know, it's, it's rare to have that kind of connection. And we're so grateful to you and to the time that we got to spend together. And I'm so grateful to have this time with you and with our audience to really delve into what the concept of you are more powerful than you think is really all about. Because when I started to learn from you and had the opportunity to experience your HEALED program, I was like, whoa, I haven't heard anybody in this space teaching at this level other than the conversations I have with Ian or some of my psychiatry friends, but not at this level. And I just applaud you for teaching and coaching the coaches, coaching the practitioners, um, because I know for my own self, the only way for me to have a better practice, for me to help people better in a more efficient and effective way is for me to become a better person. And I'm not the person I was 18 years ago, 17 years ago when we started the practice and I continue to change and evolve. And because I want to be, I want to help more and more people. And I know that my own personality has pushed a lot of people out of our practice. I say in full disclosure and knowing completely aware, and I apologize to those people that I was not evolved enough that my personality perhaps locked you out of this amazing healing in this healthcare system. But I want people to understand your background a little bit and how you got to where you are so that we can delve back deep into where we were. Cause wow, it was so it, we're going to recreate it even better. Cause that's how it works. There you go. So anyway, I became a chiropractor and, um, you know, the story, as the story goes, you know, I, I grew up, I grew up Catholic in a, in a really Italian immigrant home. Right. So, so we practiced religion on Sunday, but we had a relationship during the week. I mean, we prayed for everything. Like I said before, you know, grandmother with the rosaries and all that stuff. So, so I was uh, in undergraduate school and I'm like, God, what am I going to, I don't know what to do. What am I going to do with my life? And I got a pamphlet from chiropractic school and I threw it away. Chiropractors don't know anything. They're dumb. I got another pamphlet. They're stupid. What do they know? I got a third pamphlet. And whenever anything happens three times in my life that I'm praying for, 
then I know God's talking to me. So I went to chiropractic school and I thought, this is it. This is my whole life and soul purpose is chiropractic. I went in chiropractic school without knowing what chiropractic was, just on faith. And so then I learned the spine and nervous system is the foundation of health and life of your body. The chiropractic is a healthcare system. And when your spine is out of alignment, right, it causes organ problems and disease. And by realigning spine, I taught my patients that this was their primary health care. Because, you know, if your clients of your clinic of uh, Kelly and Ions and, and or you're a practitioner, then you know what's our purpose. We leave the medical model behind. The medical model has been failing for decades yep. and uh, if not centuries, right, with all stuff that's been going on. And so we know that we have a God-given ability to heal. We know when we give it the things that it needs, that it heals. So I know that nerve energy is primary. So when people would always say, Dr. Fred, you're always so positive, my, my patients, you're always so happy, you know what your purpose is. And they would say, I don't know what my purpose is. And I would feel bad and I'd feel compassion. And that went on for years. And then after I started coaching, sold my practice, uh, my second wife, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And three weeks before she died, she was taking a bath and we were planning her life celebration service. And then all of a sudden she started sobbing loudly. I mean, I mean, she was howling, crying. Hmm. And I'm like, what's wrong? And she said, I don't know if I did what I was supposed to do in this life. Hmm. And the weight, the weight that I felt, what I felt, I can't describe in words, despair, sorrow, sadness. Um, it was, I could almost feel it in my body now was so heavy. And then a couple and then a little bit later, I felt the contrast that, wow, I am living mine. And then a very loud voice in my head that came from the depth of my spirit said, I don't want anybody to ever say those words to me again. And so I'd made a commitment. I mean, right there, no one that crosses my path will ever say they don't know their purpose. And so after she passed, I began on a much more intense, spiritually evolving journey. But it's funny, it wasn't just say, well, I want to be spiritually evolved. What it was, I already been divorced. My wife just passed away. And I just wanted to find the most amazing woman that I could have the most amazing, loving, lifelong relationship with. But I knew to find that woman, I had to be the man that that woman would choose. And I knew there were things in my life or about me or habits or what, you know, whatever that I wanted to evolve. And so I started on this intense journey and uh, still haven't gotten to that point yet. I mean, not with me. I feel very confident with myself at this point. I haven't found that woman yet. Um, so I was trying to create a six-step rehab system for chiropractors five years later and the acronym HEALED. The word HEALED fell on me. And then I started seeing this Rolodex, you know, you know, for to, to date ourselves. Remember Rolodex, you flip through and all these cards. It was all these visions flashing in front of me that was going to go around the world. And I saw myself on stage with thousands of people and millions of people and, and, and impacting the lives of millions of people around the world because it was a six-step system to attain a higher consciousness, be able to reference your divinity, realize that we're spirits having a human experience, Learn how to love yourself like God loves you, clear of your past, completely reframe the whole meaning of sin, and, and be able to find and live your soul purpose. 
And I, you know, that's the tagline is six steps to a higher consciousness made easy. Just follow the steps. You don't need to be spiritual. You don't need to know how to do anything. You don't need 15 million different authors because we already did that. Right. You know, and, and you know, being, I mean, you're a researcher, right? I mean, how many books have we read? Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, The Course in Miracles, or, uh, Betty Eady, go on and on and on and on. But it's like this exploded view of a diagram, like an Ikea diagram. And this is what I found. It was like dumping over a puzzle on your coffee table. You got a bunch of pieces, but you have no idea where they go. And I think that's what a lot of people do. They can, and this was me, they can speak the spiritual language, but how are you living your life? Because knowledge becomes wisdom through experience. Right, right. Until you experience it, you don't have wisdom. The goal is wisdom. Those valuable tool, like in the Bible is wisdom. And that's what I always say is through my experiences, if you pray for things, you may or may not get them. But when you pray for wisdom, you'll have miracles. That's really seeking the kingdom first. Is when we pray for wisdom, miracles happen. And that's when I've had my greatest insights. I've had three one-on-one out-of-body experience where I was in another realm. I was not in my physical body, even in the environment where I was at three times when I was with Christ. And, and once he healed me, two of them were when I was writing my book and he gave me information because that was my sole purpose was take the message, the real message of Christ, Christ consciousness without all the sin and guilt and all that stuff and bring that to the world. I believe that's why he came to me and I asked for it, but I didn't ask for Christ to appear to me. Right. I was just praying to God for wisdom and Christ showed up. Now, let me say one more thing. Yeah. How many times have I prayed for Christ to appear to me since then? Oh, a lot. How many times has he showed up? Not, not in that experience. Of course, he's with us all the time. Right. But to fee- see him physically and have that experience, not because I wasn't praying for the right thing, right? I feel like Christ saying, I was already with you. Why do you have another question? You know, and that's what it says in the Bible. Don't pray in vain repetition like the heathens, meaning don't sit there and beg. So every time I pray begging, what happens? What do I hear? Nothing. Every time I pray for wisdom, what do I get? A spiritual download. And I would say that sometimes those, um, the wisdom comes in a way that maybe we don't think it looks like that until maybe in hindsight we turn around and then we can see the wisdom of it. Do you find that to be true? Well, there's no question. I mean, in the moment we're stuck in our humanity. All we see and feel is pain. So here's an example. Um, You know, I said this on our last untaped podcast podcast was, um, you know, people ask me, and this is difference between our past, you know, in human time, in the world time, time is past, present, future. Time is horizontal. Time actually is vertical because time, our past lives as a memory. It doesn't exist now. Correct. But what lives in our mind is the emotion we associate it with. And that's what keeps projecting into our past. And then we get anxious about the future. We project that into the future. And now we have past, present, future where time is actually vertical. Meaning a second ago is already gone. You can wash it off. The second from now doesn't exist. 
So in the moment right now, we can be in total joy. And the consciousness and vibration of joy is one of the most powerful manifesting energies. It's a heart energy. And I've seen heart energy as 5,000 times the manifesting power of mind energy. And I've recently seen 100,000 times more power to manifest things in your life than your mind. So, so anyway, getting back to the point, people will say, well, well, was your wife the love of your life? And she passed away 17 years ago. So I say then, yeah, she was. Now, no, I'm a different person with a different life. I, you know, not that I'm seeking, but the next woman that I choose to spend the rest of my, rest of my life with will be the love of my life. So who's the love of my life? The person I'm with right now, right? Because everybody comes in for your life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. So and they'll say, do you miss her? Back then, yes, I missed her a lot. Do I miss her now? No. Am I eternally grateful? Absolutely. Because what came out of that greatest pain that was exponentially greater than any other pain is this book, You Are More Powerful Than You Think. Because when I said those, when that divine inspiration said, no one in my life will ever say that again, this book is a culmination that can show you how to tap into your innate divinity, how to clear of your past, how to see your past as every event leading to your soul purpose, how to find the gift, how to discover that soul purpose and how to live it. So, well, so many of our clients, everybody listening, and I'm sure so many of our colleagues' clients end up with clients on their table that they've tried all the physical medicine, they've done emotional work, but they haven't delved in perhaps in that spiritual work, or they give it to God, but they don't really know what that means, I would say. Or if you say to them like, hey, you know, it's the God within you. I've also, I've often had clients like kind of pull back a little bit. Can you unpack that a little bit for people? Like, what does it mean that we are made in the likeness of God, number one? And number two, the jury you've asked like even though they don't want to hear it that they've asked for this illness at some level but it's leading them down the path to the wellness to the actual healing to their ability to tap in themselves and i know nobody wants to hear that i didn't want to hear it but it's the truth it's facing our own quote-unquote demons so that we can live on this heaven on earth and face what's behind the curtain and all the filters and all that so unpack that if you would fred please well, we are created Genesis 1, 27. We're creating the likeness and image of God. So to say, say, I am God, you know, I would say I am God-like, you know, I, I can't right now quote the verse, but where Christ says, believe in me, you do all the things that I'll do and greater, right? So are we Christ? No, I'm not in Israel. I don't have a hood. I don't have a beard. I don't have long hair. I'm not living in that time. I don't speak, uh, was that Aramaic or whatever language that is, right? So I'm not Christ, but I am Christ-like in the Christ consciousness. So I, I say this and it's kind of funny. I got this from Michael Bernard Beckwith, great spiritual world leader, right? And he says, Christ wasn't Jesus' last name. Okay, Christ was a Jew. His name could have been Christ, uh, Jesus Abramowitz. You know, like, well, it could be Jesus Goldberg. Jesus Gold, Gold, uh, Bernstein, right? I mean, who knows what his name was, but Jesus Christ, Christ is a consciousness and is a state of consciousness 
that we can all attain. It's already inside us. It's we get so caught up in our mind and our humanity and the pain of what we've been conditioned that and we that end up covering that up. And it becomes their belief system of who they are. I am the person system. that was had SIBO. I'm the person that got raped. I'm the person that was in the car accident. I'm the person that had the kidney infection. I'm the person that whatever the event is that they then attribute to whatever illness or um, dis-ease that they're dealing with today, that is get, gets caught up in people. They get trapped in their mind. They get trapped in that belief system and it's hard for them to get out. How can they get out? Well, that's why I wrote the book, right? So, I mean, you know, it's like, wow, where do we start? How about we start with honor God within yourself? You know, the first thing is you have to believe that you're a spirit having a human experience, meaning that you are divinity. Now, the question is, and you can believe that in your head because you believe, you know, God created us in the likeness and image of him, yet, you, yet we can go around living stressed and according to conditions of the world, which says do not conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? Well, the renewing of your mind is actually becoming conscious of your spirit. So, so and this is why I have a whole coaching system, spiritually, you know, it's youarmorepowerful.com. I have a whole online 35 videos, a workbook. I mean, we have a book which literally shows you how to do that. So start with the reference point that's learning how to love yourself. When you get, when you love yourself and you can shed the shame and the guilt and all those things, and you learn to actually have moments. I mean, if you can experience moments of unconditional love, like God loves you, if you have brief moments, it will change your life. If you have brief moments that, that get wired into your body where you learn how to have the tools to get back to that state. And I go through that on the online program and in this book, how to return to that state. And then again, if you just have moments, you have a different life. And then when you get rid of your past and you see, wow, every pain has evolved. So I always say, so the pain and your pains in your life give you three things, faith, courage, or skill. So I look at what was the greatest pain? Watching my wife take her last breath, putting my finger on her carotid and feeling nothing. That, that was like a tidal wave of emotion I can't even explain. What did I get? I got the skill to write a book. I got the skill to evolve and articulate in a way that helps other people evolve. What courage did I get? I had the courage that I already had the most important person in my life pass away. So I have the courage to love to my fullest in every relationship without worrying about whether or not I get hurt. What faith did it get, give me? Then I always say when I get in a relationship, look, all we have is now, this vertical moment. And if we make today great, we'll have tomorrow. But if we don't make today great, we might not have tomorrow. So the faith to know that I never expected to be divorced. I never expected to be widowed. I never expected to be single at 60. So life is just about faith. It's just about that you're here for a purpose. You don't always know how it's going to happen, but you do know because you are divine, God is your partner, that we can put things metaphorically at the cross, that we can give our burdens to him, that as much as and I just wrote, we do divine reminders. And today was about when you're worrying, you forgot God's already ahead of you. Mm -hmm. So we worry in our humanity, but God's already already paving the path in front of us. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean it always has to be easy, but it does mean, do you believe he's in front of you? 
because if you do, it's going to be a lot easier. That means you don't take challenges as seriously. You don't, you, you know, it's uh, in Matthew, it says, if you believe in your heart and you don't doubt with the word, you can speak to the mountain and cast it into the sea. So if you believe, so really how we look at this, are your belief systems getting you what you want? And it's very simple. If your belief systems are not getting you what you want, you say, well, I believe this because I've been through that. And here's the biggest illusion of all is that, and I used to say this all the time, the mantra, I am who I am because of what I've been through. Well, if you are who you are because of what you've been through, then you're always going to repeat your past. Mm -hmm. And then you wonder why you have problems. Then you wonder why you're sick. Then you wonder why your marriage may not be the same. Then you wonder why you have challenges. Then you wonder why you're anxious because you're repeating your pain. And people say that constantly. I am this way because of that. I am this because of that. I am this because of that. I hear exactly. that all day long. Yep. And so that's the greatest illusion. So who am I? I'm a divine being having a human experience. And every experience that I have in my humanity is leading me towards my sole purpose. And every experience has a gift. So when I find the gift, I get to relieve the, release the pain. So the greatest, as an example, greatest pain in my life was putting my fingers under carotid and radial pulse and feeling nothing. The, the tidal wave of emotion I experienced at that moment, I can't even begin to put in words. However, I wouldn't be here today on you with this podcast talking about this sub subject with this level of consciousness if I hadn't. So I owe her my life. And the day that she said, I don't know if I did what I was supposed to do, here's what she did. That's her legacy. That's maybe her purpose. Yeah. Her purpose was to inspire me to be able to go out. And it's funny because she did say, I have to go because you're not going to be able to. Like, this was like in the bathtub that day. Then later she said, she came to that realization. And she said, I have to go because you're not going to be able to do what you need to do in this life with me. Wow. And I'm like, what a, what a moment of awareness of a higher consciousness. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that is so incredibly unselfish. Yeah. And you had said earlier, I don't remember if it was on this recording or the last one, but you said to let go of something versus become something. Yes. Like, can you unpack that and what that means from that perspective? Like really letting go of that. I mean, letting go is the key. Sorry, I'm texting this right now, but I am listening. Yeah. No, I know, because he's running late because I giving <laughs> yeah, us extra time. I, so I well, appreciate it. You know what the funny thing is, is we're talking about different stuff on this one. Oh, yeah, I know, of course, because we have to just let it open up and whatever it is to be so, is to be. Yeah, so be thankful because this is probably the real message that was supposed to come through. Yeah, exactly. And we prayed before we did the podcast the first time. So it was yeah. meant. And, and that's the thing about somebody like Fred and I. It's like, well, that's supposed to be how it is. Just keep yeah, going. Yeah, let's go. Okay, yeah. suck it up. So what was your question again? <laughs> so explain to them a little bit about the concept of letting go of something versus uh, okay. becoming something. Yeah, here's where I said the whole, and it's this in my book, the whole illusion of the self-improvement industry yeah. self-improvement means you're always looking for something to improve which means you're always finding something wrong and that's the problem is you always think there's something wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with you. you're creating likeness and image of god 
you're created completely perfect. Now, here's the thing that people understand. Well, I'm not perfect. I have all these imperfections. I know that's the perfection. How awesome is that? You're human. Let's celebrate that, shall we? And, uh, you know, a, a friend of mine, he was an older gentleman. Him and his wife are in his 70s. And his wife used to tell him all the time, if both of us were the same, one of us wouldn't be needed. And that was meaning to him, right? <laughs> and so that's it. I, through that, I've learned to appreciate nobody has faults. But every gift has another side, meaning someone who's very driven is going to be highly impatient. Someone who's very creative and innovative is going to be very disorganized. You know, someone that has 8 million things in their mind, they're going to lose their keys. You know, I mean, that's like a woman. How many, you know, like a woman, they don't understand a man. Hey, honey, talking to their husband. What are you thinking about? Nothing. How can you think about nothing? Well, how about because I wasn't thinking like like a woman can't even possibly understand how a dude can have a nothing space. Be like I was actually thinking about nothing and you interrupted my nothingness, mm -hmm. you know, because and that's why, you know, I get in relationships and, you know, before you go anywhere, where's my keys? You know, and it's funny because I went to Tree Foods. I was getting food to go yesterday. I never do this. But I had so many things on my mind preparing to go out of town. I left my wallet there mm. and I got home, couldn't find my, I never leave my wallet. I don't lose my keys. I don't lose my wallet. And I laughed in desperation as I was racing there, hoping not to get a ticket, calling him up. And I'm thinking, wow, A, that must be what a woman feels like having all these things on her mind. <laughs> I'm trying not to be, you know, I'm not female chauvinist. I've just been in relationships no. where I'm looking for their keys all the time. It's either where's my keys? Second question is where's my phone? Yep. yep. So, I'm uh, but you as a human that does that all the time to my husband, my son, and you the day, the two days that you're with us. Yeah. So, so, but the next thing was like, wow, look at the power of distraction. Look at the power of the mind. And how we can completely create chaos when we're not paying attention. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to be focused and disciplined all the time or you can't have many thoughts. You can. But I thought, okay, I'm not doing that anymore because I got to go out of town tomorrow. I'm like, I can't go out of town without a license and no credit cards. I got to fly to two different cities in three days. Right. You know, it's like, I, I'm not doing this. I'm going to be present when I put my wallet or my keys out of my pocket. I'm going to be present. And that was a decision I made. Now it's done. Now I don't have to think about it. So, but anyway, I don't know what that had to do with anything. Self-empowerment versus self-improvement. There's nothing oh, wrong yeah. with you. It's just, you've got to empower yourself from your heart, right? And so, yeah. And so it's really about not what we have to become. It's about what we have to let go of. So I use that story as an example because self-improvement, well, I don't have to improve that. I don't have to be self-deprecating. You know, I didn't once dog on myself or God, I'm so stupid. I didn't create that language. I just know, wow, I was really distracted. Okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. And I, there was no, you know, I just had, what do I have to let go of? I know I have to let go of my mind sometimes. And, I, and in moments, I just need to be in my heart. That was a moment where I was more in my head than my heart. I know how to be in my heart. And so that's it. And that's the self-improvement. Someone's on self-improvement, they would create self-deprecating language about something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to do it. You're human. And honor your humanity. Up. Yep. All that.
And so that's another thing in the Bible. I got in a spiritual discussion with someone. Well, we have to kill our flesh to be able to be with the word of God. And I'm, and I'm like, you don't have to kill anything because what you resist persists. You're human. Your flesh is a physical vehicle. Vehicle. Your, your divinity is occupying as a tool to create in the physical plane. You don't kill it. You honor it. And whatever you love is how you get past something. When you learn to love the painful experiences and find the gift, you get to release the pain. You don't ever hate anything. Love, you hear that, the mantra, love, love heals. That's how you get past your ego. That's how you get past all self-deprecating language is through self-love first. Your most important relationship is a relationship with yourself. Well, I think it's relationship with God. Well, if you feel like you're shameful and you don't deserve it, how many people don't feel like they deserve the love of God because you've been taught you're a sinner or you did something really bad? So it's not the relationship with God. You can't even learn to appreciate God until you love yourself, right? So two greatest commandments, love God first. Okay, you can say, well, I love God and then love your neighbor. Here's what people miss. They say, as yourself, but what comes first? You have to love yourself first. Exactly. So you can love your neighbor. So love God. I get it. So I was in a spiritual group last night. It says, well, I was really stressed. I was anxious. I have all these challenges. I was really sad. I was depressed. So I really focus on, on the fact that God loves me so I can receive God's love. And I'm like, wow, there's religion. You have to receive God's love. Yeah. He's already inside you. You're creating like this an image. You are love. You mean you have to be conscious of God's love within yourself because you love yourself. And that's it. Like so many people say, God is love, but I suck. It can't, that can't be possible. That's learned. That's conditioned. That's a belief system. And I would pretty much say that anybody that feels like that, and which it could be why if you're trying to battle a disease, you're trying to heal a disease, that's partially why it's there, but change your belief system. If you're not getting in your life what you want, change your belief that's driving it. There's a belief system and an emotion that's driving it. You want to be healthy? Change what you believe. Well, how can I do that if I've been this? Well, your belief system is why you're like that. So let's go back to the origin. You can change your mind at any time. You know, now the thing is, it may take, you can change your mind in a moment. It may take 20 years to get to that moment, but a decision is made in a moment. The question is, how long is it taking you to get to that decision? Right. It could take your whole life or it could take one second. And that's why you are more powerful than you think. What gets in our way is it's, our mind. Is our mind, yeah. The mammalian right. part of us, the physical part of us, the instinctual right. part of us, and in developing that sixth sense, developing that ability for us to perceive and open ourselves up to this Christ consciousness is the real healing. I had said it earlier that I don't know if it's on this one or not, but regardless, that when I um, met Ayn all those years ago, and he and I said, "Well, how did you do it? I don't understand. I've been to all these physical medicine doctors, three years in and out of pharmacy, drugs, everything. Like you tapped on my back, made me cry, thinking about stuff, gave me some Chinese herbs, and my pain's gone." He was like, "Yeah, it's energy," and I'm like, "What the heck's that?" 
And now all these years later, energy is completely where I've full circled, like stop with the physical medicine. Like it's important. We are mammals. You know, we are an organism. It's, it's important to use this brain. We're not saying empty your brain. We're the smartest mammal on the planet. Use that intelligence, but don't get lost in it. Don't get lost with what we're, what our real purpose is and obsessed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, actually now I have an appointment I have to go to very uh, soon. So, okay. so the point being is, hey, you are more powerful than you think. And, and the whole goal, the whole reason we come here is we come to this physical body. Our divinity is heaven inside us. We come here to bring heaven to earth. Our physical body is the vehicle that we are bringing heaven to earth. And like we said before, I was raised Catholic, you know, you go to confession on Saturdays, okay, you know, four L fathers and, you know, five Hail Marys. And then the next week, okay, three our fathers and 25 Hail Marys. Like, oh my God, maybe I said the wrong thing. <laughs> like that, what is that about, right? But so we sit in church. I mean, you know, in, in the 18 years that I lived at home, I'm a, it was probably three weekends, three Sundays I didn't go to church. So what did we say for years and years and years? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will, God's will, our divinity be done on earth in our physical body right now, right now, as it is in heaven. And what's going on in the world right now is the most important time in history. Why did you as a spiritual being choose to come in this physical body right now? You could have picked any other time. You could have waited till all this crap passed and passed. Come on the other side of the revelation. You know, in the, in the Bible, Jesus comes, the world is, why didn't you pick it then? No, you had to go through the hardest time. You know, why did you do that? Because you're here for a reason, to bring heaven to earth. And when you get that in your consciousness, now, are you going to have human moments where you're scared and stressed and fear? Yeah. I woke up at 4.15 in the morning yesterday. Oh my God, I got to do this. Got to do this. What about this? What if this happens? What if this happens? And then what I do? Calm down. Right. Take Breathe. a breath. I did my Let morning rituals. And then I went through the day like, I feel freaking amazing. I can't wait for this weekend. I can't wait for next week. I'm going to do three or four things in the next week and a half that I've never done before. And I'm going to have, and things are going to happen before and empower people's lives. I've never done on that level. And I'm excited about it. That's all awesome. you need the tools. Now, if I would have done, if I hadn't done this, I would not have had the tools, right. but now I have the tools to be able to change my state. Cause we're constantly evolving beings. Bam. Yeah. constantly evolving means well i know you've given us a lot of your time and extra time and i appreciate it and i just want to sum it up. i i think you've already given it out but the secret right the secret that i, I mentioned this last weekend when we we're all together i always ask people what is the secret that if you had the opportunity to have a microphone everybody on the planet can listen to you with full attention you can give them the secret that you've learned throughout your life whether it's healthcare related or not what is the secret you want everybody to know i already know because you have it on your shirt and the title of your book but go ahead Tell them what is the secret. Well, obviously the obvious answer is you're more powerful than you think. Um, God, you know, cause the thing is like, I, I, all these things are going through my mind, but the question, the question isn't what is the secret? I mean, that's your literal question. The question for them is what can you believe? 
because I can say you are divine. Yeah, what can you believe? You know, but what can they believe? Can you believe you're perfect just the way you are? Can you believe we're one of the most important thing? Just love yourself. Yeah. Because when you love yourself, it's really easy to love God. It's really easy to love other people. It's really easy to find your purpose because you only have one purpose. Just give love. Of course, there are boundaries, you know, but, uh, you know, what's, what's the one thing is you are divine and spend the rest of your life experiencing that yeah. and whatever tool, whatever leader, whatever book, whatever you may not need any, whatever meditation, whatever you need, your life is about one thing, experiencing your divinity. Yeah. Set your journey on that and your purpose will fall in your lap beautiful and and truly from our heart to yours that's what the beats with kelly kennedy is about is getting people to realize that when you tap into that when you open that heart when you tap into your own inner power that's the gift that we all have and then the healing begins or that healing continues forever so thank you so much for your time everybody can find let me get this go to you yes. spell this out y-o-u-r-a-r-e more powerful go to you are more powerful.com you can get you are more powerful than you think on amazon or you can just go you are more powerful.com you can get the book right there so and we'll have a there, link on check it out website as well for it on yeah. that yep cool. perfect thank you thank so you. much for your time and my thank pleasure you love you my friend love you talk to thank you soon you. peace bye